She Did Her Way podcast, episode 211, five key takeaways from You Are a Badass at Making Money and a few announcements I have. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hey friends, happy Thanksgiving. That is assuming if you're listening to this on Thursday of Thanksgiving, but regardless, even if you're not, then I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and I'm so glad you are tuning in to this solo cast. So for the solo cast, like I told you guys on Tuesday, I have some announcements, but I also wanted to do a sort of book review, but also my five key takeaways from Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money. Now, Jen has actually been on the podcast, so if you haven't listened to that interview episode with her, you definitely, definitely need to. The interview with Jen is episode 188. I will link back to it in the show notes, uh, but definitely, definitely make sure you check that out. So as some of you may know, I'm currently going through a money mindset boot camp with a gal called or named Molly Sapp, who, whom I found through a good friend, Shauna Van Bogart. And prior to this bootcamp, I've only invested in one online course. And Molly's course was and is the second one that I invested in. And it was a sizable investment, which I think shows how serious we are when we're willing to put up a massive sum of cash in order to invest in ourselves so that we can grow. And I'm only halfway through Molly's course and I've learned a great deal, not just about money, but also about mindset, which I'll share after the new year's new year. And once the course is finished and after I can really, truly reflect on everything that I've learned, because it's been life-changing and it is a 100% game changer. And one of the things that I've learned going through Molly's course, it has encouraged me to seek out even more content and information about the money mindset topic, which led me to picking up Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money. And like I said, if you haven't read her other book, the You Are a Badass, or listened to her podcast interview on She Did It Her Way, you must do that ASAP. Total game changer, total worth it, such good information. And throughout reading the book and Molly's course, uh, one thing that kept popping up for me was that um, realizing the absolute importance of having a mindset coach in some capacity. And I know we have life coaches or we have fitness coaches and development coaches, but what about a mindset coach? Because our mind impacts everything we do because our mind is literally what creates the reality that we live in. So for example, Napoleon Hill talks a lot about how our thoughts, our mind, create an emotion within us that drives an action that produces the result, our reality. So if you've ever wanted to take action on something, you've ever wanted to go for a promotion, you've wanted to quit your job, these thoughts come up and these thoughts will create an emotional reaction, whether it's good or it's bad. But that emotional reaction then produces the action that we take and then produces our reality. And so it's so important to really explore the mind and to understand why we're thinking those thoughts. And 
the other thing that I've learned too is that our subconscious mind that lives there has a tremendous amount of power and influence over our physical world. And more often than not, it is actually creating our reality without us knowing it. We could be subconsciously repelling abundance in our life. We could be repelling the business that we've always wanted to create because of what lives in our subconscious mind. And it is important for us to identify, understand, and release those thoughts and memories. So for example, the way that you have handled money as the way that you handle money, the way that that we handle money as adults is oftentimes influenced by how money was handled when we were a child growing up. And if we have certain habits as an adult that we want to change, but can never absolutely seem to make a difference or never seem like it can change, then it takes looking deeper into what really happened when we were younger and what stuck in our subconscious mind, what did our subconscious mind pick up? And then how do we release that and make room for new habits, which I will share some specific examples that have been in my subconscious that I've learned going through Molly's course when I do the recap of it. And I can't tell you, I want to know more about what has been in my subconscious mind and what am I subconsciously repelling in my life, or we do self-sabotage things in order to protect ourselves because we're ultimately fearful of success and I've heard people say that, oh, you could be fearful of of success. And in the past, I was naive to think, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, don't be fearful. Just say that you're not fearful and success will come. Success will come. But you guys, it is so much more intertwined than just saying something and expecting it to be released. But we like understanding and breaking that down and realizing that the things that you are doing are actually a way to protect yourself from success. Or maybe potentially um, there's people that have shared that protecting ourselves through physical manifestation so that we can feel like we, we are ultimately trying to hide ourselves from success. But I'll go deeper into that when I do the recap with Molly because it was a game changer. So for now, I want to share five key takeaways with you guys that I've learned from Jen Sincheros, who are a badass at making money. And the number one thing, the first thing, I guess in no particular order, is that our words create our reality. And I've known this to be true, but after seeking out more information and going deeper into energy exchange and universal law and closely watching my own words, I realized how important this is. And so once I started reading this book and taking the course, I started paying attention to how I spoke about, for example, money. And oof, guys, it was a bit uncomfortable recognizing how I was talking about money, what I was saying about money, how I was speaking about it. And one of the exercises is that really helped me identify that was actually imagining money as a person because money is energy and we are all energy as humans. And so thinking of money as an individual and as a person, I had to ask myself like, am I talking highly of this person or am I talking negatively or like what is the dialogue and the word exchange around money and the things that I was, that I was saying. And that was so eye-opening because it was even like the subtlest things. And I think it really takes a keen level of awareness to get to that, that place of realizing that these words that I was using were really making a difference. And in Jen's book, she talks about some phrases to watch with others and to watch with yourself. So for example, saying I want equals I lack. Saying I wish but I'm not in control equals I'm disempowering. So anytime we say like, I wish I could do something is actually sending a signal to our subconscious that, okay, well, you're not really in control and it's disempowering. Saying I need is saying is basically translated into because I ain't got 
what I need, which translates into lack. Saying I can't is pretty obvious. Saying you can't do something, well, why can't you do something? And because we we can do anything that we want to do and put our mind to. And I'm trying, but I'm not committed. So there is no try. You either do or you don't. Um, I hope is saying it might happen, might not. But saying I hope could potentially lead you into lacking the faith. Um, I should, but maybe I won't and maybe I don't want to. So if you recognize any times you say, oh, I should do that. I should do that. Like ultimately, should we be shooting all over or do you, is it something that you even ultimately want to do if you find yourself shooting? Um, I don't know is spoken as a truth and slams door on finding out. So eliminating these words and replacing them with things like I have, because it's already, it's in the present. I create, I'm grateful for, I enjoy, I can, I choose, I love. And going back to the I choose, is another exercise that I just keep saying all these that I've learned about Molly is um, thinking that we don't have a choice in our reality is the ultimate disempowerment and is the ultimate is the number one way to stay where we're at and never get where we want to go when we thinking that when we think that we don't have a choice and I've even caught myself thinking like well I can I I don't choose or I don't have a choice I don't have a choice I have to do this I have to do that and in one of the exchanges with um, Molly on a group call or even in the Facebook group really brought to light the fact that it's no, you're actually choosing to stay in here and choosing to stay in a, in a place that you don't want to be in is actually playing a victim mentality. And I'll go more into that later, but that was really aha. And I found myself like, you know, I'm, I'm choosing to stay in, in this certain place in my, in my life that maybe I'm not necessarily happy with, but just for a moment, thinking about where you're at with your business or your life and if you're not happy and thinking that you you don't have a choice is not actually going to get you anywhere like what is the benefit of you hanging on to this place in your life or whatever it is or this relationship and thinking that you don't have a choice because ultimately you really do and that was something that I learned very much so and somewhat kind of painfully so and it definitely can take a knock on the ego but it's so important to recognize and know that we are choosing our reality and once we can admit that we are choosing the reality we can then use it for influence and to take us to where we ultimately do want to go and one of the quotes that Jen says in her books book is you have to want your dreams more than you want your drama. It's that desire of that passion, that fire of wanting something so much greater than what you currently have right now. And so you have to want your dreams more than you want your drama. Okay. So number two is assuming that if, assuming that like in order to achieve your dreams, it it has to be hard work and it must be difficult because if it's not difficult and it's not hard and I'm not suffering, then this isn't the the right path for me. And this, I remember I was sitting at breakfast. I was working the project over in Barcelona a few weeks ago and I read this. I stepped back. I highlighted it. I closed the book and I was like, whoa. So I'm just going to read straight out of her book and read this piece to you because to try and recap it would be a disservice to the entire message. And so here it goes. All living things come hardwired 
with certain traits and characteristics that are part of our nature, meaning that these things come naturally to us. They're, they're what we're meant to do and they're how universal intelligence flows through us best. Birds got to fly, fish got to swim, the guy next to me at the coffee shop right now got to eat his granola with his fingers. When we push against who we naturally are, we feel stress, things don't progress easily, we beat ourselves up for getting crappy results, everything is an effort. This is why listening to what everyone else thinks you should be doing, including your scaredy cat self, is so deadly. You wind up trying to force your way through life, which can make sitting on your butt at a desk all day utterly exhausting if it's not what you want to do. Meanwhile, when you listen to your heart and connect with who you're meant to become, you have energy because you're in a state of flow, things happen more easily, opportunities land in your lap, you're turned on, inspired, engulfed in a sea of brilliant ideas. Yes, there will be challenges and things will blow up in your face, but learning experiences are different from wasting your life pushing a boulder up a hill. So often we discredit the things that come naturally because we've bought into the idea that success needs to be difficult or that if something comes easily to us, it must come easily to everyone and therefore isn't worth pursuing in any serious sort of way. Number three, know why you want the money or the abundance you want to manifest and get real clear and real specific. So I've done this in the past and I've heard other people say it too. Oftentimes we just say openly, okay, I want to make six figures next year. And, but that's usually where we stop. So instead of, instead take it, do these next few things and take it one step further and First, ask yourself, why do I want to make six figures next year? Or why do I want to make a $10,000 month? Then go into what am I going to use this money for and be very specific as to why and how you're going to use this money. So one thing I've learned that is, is that it is harder to manifest money or energy or to attract something when you don't know why or how you're going to apply it. You have to be clear on what you're going to do with money and the next step after you say how or why you're going to use it, what you're going to use it for, is writing out exactly, like I said, what you're going to use it for and writing down activities that you can do to help generate that amount. And this is where it gets a little tricky because you don't want to fixate yourself on the dollar amount that you want to generate. So for example, you want to generate $10,000 in one month. Don't fixate on yourself of specifically like, how am I going to generate $10,000 a month? The universe already knows your goal. Just focus on making more money. That really stood out to me as well in, in um, going through one of the things through Molly's course is that we already, you already set the goals. You already journal. You already set the intention of what you want to make. After you do that, explain why you need and what you're going to use that money for, and then just focus on making more money. Stop with trying to figure out how you're going to exactly bring in that dollar amount, or in this case, exactly bring in $10,000. And the last part is trying to plan and map out which way and how you're going to make the money may actually set you up for failure because this was a really big key takeaway. 
for me personally is that because the universe may deliver this abundance and this monetary manifestation in ways that you've never imagined and you could potentially be blocking yourself. Now, when I first learned this through Molly's course, I was like, this sounds odd, but okay. But Jen Sincero actually talks about this exactly in her book as well. She's like, don't set your, you will potentially set yourself up for failure trying to say exactly how the money is going to flow into you because you could potentially be blocking it. Instead, what you do is when you write down ways that you could make the money that you that you want to bring in and manifest, note that you realize that the universe could deliver in other ways and that you're open to other ways delivering. So for example, after I got married in August, my husband and I agreed on a nominal amount of money that I wanted to bring in on top of what was already like projected for me to bring in from August to the end of the year. And I'll be honest, like I was, I committed to this amount and I was a little scared and a little nervous because I was like, I have no idea how in the world I'm going to bring this in. But I distinctly remember standing in the kitchen, committing to the amount and saying, okay, well, this amount, here's, here's the reason why I want to bring this in this, in this amount. And it's because I want to pay off my student loan debt, all of it. And I didn't think about the how, I didn't worry about it, I didn't overthink it, I just committed to it and I said, here's why. And less than a week later, I got called to work a few additional tech shows that have never been worked before and it was for a new client within a different business unit that, again, these weren't shows that we've I've worked in the past. These were all new shows and I couldn't have, have planned that. I couldn't have expected that, which also goes into just having faith in, in the commitment. And so again, this is a prime example of the universe working in ways we could never have imagined. And part of it, it, it does take massive trust and, and massive faith and exercising that muscle as well. So number four is focus. A lot of entrepreneurs I've spoken to, myself included, is that we have no lack of ideas or businesses that we can create. And if we're not careful, it could fragment our focus on what we're actually trying to build. And we have to make decisions and decide how we are going to spend our time. And the Latin root of the word decide literally means to cut off. And so identifying what are the things that we're cutting off, how are we focusing? So even just making the decision to focus is the first step. Making the decision to focus is going to help set the wheels in motion. So again, a firm decision even to focus sets everything in motion. And this is something that I've struggled with in meeting resistance around making decisions because we panic and fear that by deciding one thing, we're going to miss out on other cool things. But in reality, we can't do anything if we try to do everything. And again, like I said, this is a daily choice for me in deciding what I want to focus my time and energy on. But I know that now I'm at a point where if I decide to do anything, it's at least with under the sheet at a her way umbrella. But thinking of those things like so being so laser focused on what it is that we want to accomplish in our business. Now, the fifth thing is hurrying versus urgency. So hurrying is like running around with our hands in the air, waving in the air, shouting, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done without ever making massive headway. And it's because we're gripping on so tight to our to-do list that the energy is stuck and it can't move and it's more work and agony to get things done versus moving and leading with a sense of urgency. So when things are urgent, we vibrate at a higher energy frequency and it raises us up to give us drive and to give us focus. So thinking of yourself anytime you get in this 
this panic cycle of like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Reframe it and say, okay, I'm going to be urgent with this. Like this is urgent, but I'm not hurrying because hurrying in our mind and that word is associated with just running around with our head cut off versus like urgent is, is it's a pressing matter. Like you lead with focus and you lead with a tempo to move things forward. And so just to recap those five things before I get into a few announcements, one is that, again, remember your words create your reality. Two is that it doesn't it doesn't have to be difficult in order for us to succeed. Like success does not have to be difficult. It has to be in flow and what comes easy for us. Three is know why. Identify the money you want to bring in, but more importantly, identify what you're going to do with it and why you want that money. And, and then brainstorm ways on how you could generate that money, but don't get so landlocked into this is exactly how I'm going to generate this amount of money. Four is, again, focus. Decide what you're going to focus on and focus on it. And five, hurrying versus urgency. Stay in the urgency energy flow because that is what's going to help you keep that tempo and that pace to get things done and move forward. So also, uh, again, like I said, read Jen's books if you haven't. And then Molly has a Facebook group for high-performing females as well that you can be a part of. So now we've got some announcements. I'm excited. Uh, so the first one is I've thought about the next phase of She Did It Her Way and how I can expand it and continue to serve the audience, serve you guys, serve the listeners, and, and grow. And so with that, I'm looking for 15 to 17 people who want to and can contribute an article, one article a month on various topics for She Did It Her Way. The commitment is six months and to be considered, all you have to do is apply online and the submissions are open from now until December 15th. So again, I'm looking for 15 to 17 people who are interested in writing on specific topics from mindset, operations, legal, money, uh, marketing, branding, email marketing, all these different things because this is the next phase and the build out of She Did It Her Way and I'm so excited and I want to be able to bring in and create this community of, of writers, but also like just continue to grow the community in which we're already doing. So if you're interested, you can go on to the website. There will be a link for submissions. And again, that's open from now until December 15th. The second is you guys, the next She Did It Her Way Summit is right around the corner in April. It's going to be in Chicago again. And I'm so, so freaking excited because the first one was an absolute blast. I like I was on such a high after the first one because you guys were so amazing. I met such amazing women there and it was just, it was an event like I've never been to. Everyone like opened their arms to everyone else. Like I didn't even have to create, like focus on creating an environment. Like it just created it naturally and people were just so and on the speakers were amazing. So all that to say, details are still being worked out. But uh, and but I'm taking the feedback that I got from those who attended in October and making some some pretty big and exciting upgrades. Uh, and with that is a call for speakers that I have going on right now from now until the end of December. That's also on the website. So if you know of anyone or you want to recommend someone, um, I know that I've gotten feedback on a few key speakers that people would like to see, which I've already been in contact with those people. So cross your fingers, it should work out. But this is going to be the, this is the event that you should come to if you are ready to, to put your business ideas in, in, into motion, but also then grow and sustain your business and learn about various topics because it's going to be more than one day 
in April. It's going to be either a day and a half or it's going to be two full days. So get ready and get excited. Head on over to the website for the call for speakers open from now until the end of the year. And the last thing is, is it is, it's Thanksgiving. So there's Cyber Monday, there's Black Friday shopping, all that good stuff. So how could we not participate in it? We have, I'm giving 30% off of the virtual summit. Uh, if you go on and you click virtual summit and you go to purchase it, you're going to get 30% off by using the discount code her way. So you just plug that in. When you go to check out, you'll get 30% off. It's starting today. I don't have a clue as to how long I'm keeping it up, but I know that it, it's not going to be up there for long. So just don't delay on, on getting that. And that's all I have for you guys. I just thank you so much for tuning in. I know it is a crazy time of the year. So I so appreciate your ear. I know some of us, it's gotten, it's just, it is a busy time. And so I just wish you guys the best. I wish that all the success for you guys on closing out 2018. I am going to do another solo cast about the five or closing out 18, geez, closing out 2017. And I am going to do a solo cast in December about the five things that I'm doing to prepare for 2018. Cause you guys, this has been a crazy massive year of shifts and learning about myself and everything. And I just want to share those nuggets of information with you guys, because I want us all to be able to come to the table and just continually every single year, get better at what it is that we're doing, get better, um, be better human beings and be better business owners with that. So again, as part of Thanksgiving, I'm just so thankful for you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.